From the depths of our nightmares to the haunting of the witching hour. We present to you Crazy Hexy Ghoul. I'm Kelly. And I'm Arlo. So come and join us as we obsess over ghosties and shit. Did you just say ghosties and shit? Hell yeah, I did. You guys, shit's about to get real. Hey, you guys, welcome back to another episode. I'm Arlo. I'm Kelly. We just want to formally apologize for our last episode. We are sorry, not sorry, that we got really drunk. I'm not apologizing for (laughs) anything. Okay, I am going to apologize for myself. We edited so much of that out, and there was a lot of singing that happened that probably (laughs) didn't need to be heard by the world. no, it would have been fine. It would have I mean, been okay. Like, if you guys want to hear us in a Patreon, we'll totally sing for you. We will drunk sing for you. I just want to say that today when I woke up, I was feeling very, like, achy and just honestly old. So I chose my grandma mug today. Look at her. Isn't she popping? She's got little flowers. Aww, I got this blue. at a thrift store uh, for my mom for Mother's Day several years ago. But I thought it fit me more, even though I'm not a grandma. <laughs> I just, just needed it for myself. It's really cute. Thank you. I'm drinking an energy drink out of it, you know, like grandma's doing shit. So what are we going to talk about today? Let's get into it. People don't need to hear our shit. (laughs) Or do they? I think they do. I really think they do. Today we're going to talk about haunted hospitals. Whoop whoop. I know. You and I both work in hospitals and we have for many years, right? And the number of people that have died in hospitals is astounding. Okay? Well, I mean, to be fair, that's the place where a lot of people go to die. I feel like to work in the medical field, you have to have a thick skin. Oh, That shit will eat you up alive. Absolutely. Even from the unit that I work in, Mm -hmm. there are times when you want to cry because you've seen some shit and you can't and you have to internalize the shit. I think the first year that I worked in the medical field, there were so many times when I held it in all day and you get in your car and you cry because that's really all you can do, you know, and you don't, you want to feel strong. Because, you know, someone's just lost their life. And that's what you have to do. Yeah. You have to be strong as fuck. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's a sad moment. And you know that. Everybody knows that. And then you just have to move on. So I have another personal story. Okay. So this is from a past job at a hospital I used to work at. Mm -hmm. I was in my tech room and I was training with someone. And um, I was pretty new at my job. And my coworker had gone into the other room to check on something. And... So I was doing my work. I was kind of focusing on our computers. Out of the corner of my eye, there are two chairs sitting in the room, right? I'm in one of them. The other one was next to me where they were sitting. And I went to go talk to them and I turned my head. No one was there. (gasps) Yeah. So are you saying maybe it was a ghost? I think it was. Um, Weird stuff has also happened at that hospital. I'm not going to say what hospital it is. Yeah. But rooms will lock by themselves. Ooh. Yes. Like I'll physically unlock them. And at the beginning of the night, I will double check on both sides that it is completely unlocked. (laughs) And then throughout the night, it Mm. locks itself. They don't want you to get in there. Apparently not. They said, hell no. <laughs> You're not allowed in this room. Um, um, that's creepy as it, fuck. 
It is. And then um, sometimes faucets will turn on by themselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, granted, that could be like a plumbing issue. So it could not just be ghosts. Are they like the sensory ones? Like you put your hand underneath it and it... No, it's a manual faucet. Like you have to lift it up and it's like kind of heavy. So it's just weird. So again, it could be like a plumbing thing, but freaking bizarre. Okay, so whenever I die, I am going to fuck with you so hard. I would I would say try me, but please don't. <laughs> I'm going to put like, when you get out of the shower, it's going to be all steamy on the mirror. And I'm going to write, help me. <laughs> or I can see you. I'm going to sage you out. <laughs> oh, man, please don't do that. Getting rid of all the negative energy in that room. Yeah. Are you trying to say that I am going to give you negative energy? Just know that if that ever happens, it's me. And I'm really not trying to scare you. I'm just teasing. Because that's the kind of relationship we have. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Now let's officially, officially get into the show. So I decided to do my little segment, my story today on Waverly Hills Sanatorium, which I guess everybody knows about and I stupidly did not know about. I literally just Googled haunted hospitals. So I really liked the name and that is the reason why I chose it. Look, I'm a basic bitch, okay? I, there was no rhyme or reason as to why I chose it aside from just the name. Like I didn't hear anything about it previously, you know, so I feel kind of stupid for doing like the most popular one ever. But you know, that's not a bad thing. Maybe you'll have a different take on it. Like I hope so. I watch a lot of documentaries Mm -hmm. and I want to say I've seen one about the Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Is that what it's called? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure I've seen something about that, but I don't remember much about it because it's been a long time. So I can't wait to hear your story. Good. I have an advantage now. In 1883, the land was purchased by Major Thomas H. Hayes in Jefferson County in Louisville, Kentucky. Now, I just want to say there are many different ways to say Louisville. I don't know about you. What do you Mm -hmm. think, Kelly? Louisville. And if you say it differently, let us know at crazyexegool at gmail.com. He built a house for the family and then built a small two-floor, one-building school for his daughter. She was well-educated and wanted to be a teacher to the local school kids. She was a big fan of the Waverly book series written by author Sir Walter Scott, so they decided to name it Waverly Hills. 28 fucking books. That's insane. That's like way more than any other series I think I've um, ever heard of. Okay, let me just throw out a name. That's not true. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) How could I forget fucking Goosebumps? How could you even say that? I know. I should just like throw myself in the chokey or something. Like I... (laughs) I I am sorry. Shit. <laughs> you should be Fuck. ashamed. I, the shame. <laughs> <laughs> An outbreak of tuberculosis swept the nation, and in July of 1910, they decided to turn the school into a tuberculosis hospital where they changed the name from Waverly Hills to Waverly Hills Sanatorium. At the time, it housed about 40 patients. Some time later, they decided to do reconstruction on the property to house more tuberculosis patients, and in 1926, they reopened the sanatorium. Now, the building had five stories and could house about 400-ish patients. It was said to be one of the most modern tuberculosis centers at the time, and it operated as its own little self-contained community. They grew fruit, they had livestock, it even had a post office and a water facility inside. Due to the lack of knowledge on how to treat tuberculosis at the time, they performed some experimental treatment methods. 
Some non-invasive treatments included moving the beds near large screened-in windows to get fresh air and sunlight. The nurses would take the children outside and sit them by the swing sets in their diapers. There's even pictures of the little kids at the playground with the nurses in their diapers. These little babies. Oh, God, like my heart. Maybe we can post that to our Instagram. Um, I'm going to try and get a whole bunch of pictures of Waverly Hills to put on our Instagram for the specific episode. Do you have a picture of it right now? Can I see it? I pulled up a picture for Kelly to see and we'll put it on our Instagram, but here it is. Oh, that's right? so cute. They just look so tiny out there. There's some on the slide. I know, they're sliding down, still in diapers, all those little freaking babies. Mm-hmm. It breaks your heart, man, doesn't it? Yeah. They would also put the patients under heat lamps, thinking that would help, like artificial sunlight and stuff like that. They also thought that if the staff, like the nursing staff and stuff, kept a positive attitude, that it would also help them to be healed. Okay. I used to work at a type of cancer hospital, and I really do think that what you bring into the patient's life and, like, giving them hope will not cure anything, but I feel like it gives them a little bit more will to fight. Yes. I think it makes the end of life process a little bit easier for somebody to handle. Could you imagine someone being really mean to you if you were on your deathbed? Like, I don't know if I could handle that. Yeah. I'd be like, get the fuck away from me. Like, can I die in peace? And like, I don't need like Nurse Ratchet over here being mean as fuck to me. I'm dying. Like, be nice or get away. You know how I said that they would put patients out on like the little deck area so they could get air and sunlight and stuff like that? Yeah. Those were typically the patients that were newly infected, had a chance of survival, were doing well. If you weren't, they pulled you inside and put you across the hall and then closed the door and then you died there. So if you were outside and you were doing well and doing great and they come along and say, hey, we're going to move you inside now. Oh, no. Imagine how you would feel. I know myself. I know I would be really fucking angry if somebody did that to me. That there was no hope for me. What the fuck? I don't even know nurses went in there to treat them anymore because what were they going to do? God, that sounds so fucked up and like I said, archaic even, you know, it's just, it doesn't feel right. There's a lot of sadness that is encompassed around Waverly Hill Sanatorium. It's just too much, man. I'm sure it gets worse. Oh, it does get worse. Yes. So there were more invasive treatments, and those included um, doctors would take out ribs of the patients. It was like up to eight ribs just to deflate the lungs. And also they would insert balloons into the lungs to inflate the lungs, thinking that that might help as well. Neither of these things helped. And a lot of people lost their lives because of this experimental treatment. It is estimated that two people died per day, and over a 52-year period, they believe that the death toll is anywhere from 6,000 to 60,000. They can't fully put a number on it due to the lack of documentation over the years. But as of right now, the current owners have said that they can verify at least 11,000 people have died there. Can you imagine waiting to die in a room, not knowing what's going on with Mm -hmm. a bunch of dead bodies around you? I'm sure they didn't come to collect a body every time someone passed away. You know, it's very interesting that you say that because this brings me to my next point. You ready to hear this? I don't know if I'm ready to hear this. (laughs) To keep the deceased patients away from the public, a long concrete tunnel spanning 500 to 550 feet long is created. It's created to wheel the bodies discreetly out of the hospital and down the hill. The tunnel was often referred to as the death chute or death tunnel. 
So doctors believed that keeping the live patients away from the diseased patients would be better for morale, which makes sense as to why they took them inside when they knew they were going to die. This is so fucking sad. It's making me even more sad. Doing research for it, I was like, fuck, I don't know if I can do this. And I was just like, damn. Yeah, yeah. It is, however, not a slide at all. It sits at a 45 degree angle and the staff would collect the bodies at the bottom of the chute. A security guard who works at Waverly now claims that her dad had also worked there previously and still had his body hook. They would pick up the bodies with them and put them directly in the hearses at the bottom of the hill. On March 19th of this year, 2022, during a ghost tour, some guests were forced to evacuate through the death chute for a tornado warning. And I read some reviews and a few people were thrilled um, and said it added to the experience while others were kind of terrified. I would honestly probably be one that was a little terrified, but also like, you know, this is cool, but weird because they see a lot of ghosts in the death chute. Oh, shoot. Oh, God. <laughs> But that's kind of cool that they were able to (laughs) see that. I'm sure that's like a unique experience that not many people get Mm -hmm. to look at. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I would want to look at that, though. Like that. You should see the pictures. They're terrifying. Oh, do you have pictures? There are pictures, yes. I want to see the pictures. In the death chute or the body chute, one side is flat so they can carry the bodies down there, roll them down there. And the other side is stairs so they can walk up one side and then so i'll show you what that looks like i'm going to show kelly a picture of the body shoot it's very terrifying um and scary because um yeah so back in the day they had an electric system and it had a wire so they it would help pull the bodies down the chute to the very bottom so they could use the hooks and throw them into the hearses and stuff yeah scary creepy also do hearses i guess i don't know much about hearses do they have like sectioned off pieces whoever drove the hearse would have to be in that same room with the body and yeah if anyone doesn't know tv is airborne right um well there i think there is a partition between the driver and i think that they have that uh, capability it's still the same air Mm -hmm. so i'm sure well and we don't know that the body's breathing but yeah and we don't know how long they're down there until they're picked up um they could be piled down there oh i mean and that's two a day that's a lot yeah who knows how long they were in that room before they carried them down The tunnel was also used for other things like bringing in food and supplies and was often used as a shelter for bomb raids during World War II. So at this facility, they did in fact have a morgue, but the morgue was used for autopsies that were for patients that didn't have tuberculosis. They died of other stuff. Right. And they only had three autopsy tables. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then they had like the the freezer boxes or whatever they're called, and they had like four in there. The first two floors were dedicated to tuberculosis patients. You guys, it's starting to rain. This is my favorite type of weather. It's so gloomy and it makes me really happy. Mm-hmm. My soul thrives on that shit. <laughs> Last night we had like a crazy thunderstorm and like a lightning storm. Uh-huh. So fucking beautiful. The energy, yeah. man. So last night we decided to watch Powder, that movie Powder. Have you seen it? Gigantic spoiler alert here. If you've never seen Powder, just, uh, you know, fast forward a little bit. Um, so basically in this movie, the mom is pregnant. She's like ready to have this baby and she gets struck by lightning. So they have to deliver the baby. She dies. He survives. He's albino and he also has alopecia. So he has no hair on his entire body. But he was also a genius. 
He had the highest scoring IQ they had ever seen. Back to the story. I don't even remember where I was. You were telling me that it wasn't just a TB hospital. Yes. The first two floors were TB, right? They were. As far as I know, it was just the two bottom floors. But on the fifth floor, it was psychiatric. So it could have been anyone. Mentally challenged. Mental disorders. You've seen the second season of American Horror Story, right? A thousand percent. I actually thought about that episode whenever we decided we were going to do haunted hospitals because she sneaks into the asylum. Yeah, that really crazy. Um, (laughs) Yes. Kind of grotesque, but like in some ways pretty, I feel like probably pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. Yeah. In some ways. And there was a whole bunch of other stuff. We'll talk about that another time. But my God, her telling me these stories, like I, I get chills now just thinking about this shit. And imagine having to go through that. Imagine that being your job. Like you're getting paid to do that shit and not being able to do anything about it. Yeah. But like internalize it, basically. I mean, I feel like even now mental health facilities aren't what they should be. So in 1943, American microbiologist Albert Schatz, you poor bastard. No. A name like Schatz. Man. (laughs) He invented an antibiotic called streptomycin, and it was greatly effective, and the number of tuberculosis patients went down drastically, which made the five-story hospital kind of unnecessary. So in July of 1961, Waverly Hills closed up operations. So just a short time later, Waverly Hills reopens, but now it's a geriatric center for aging and mentally handicapped patients. In 1982, Woodhaven, that's what they renamed it, was ordered by the state of Kentucky to close its doors due to several neglect cases, which was the direct result of being wildly understaffed. Shortly after the state shut down Woodhaven, a real estate developer named J. Clifford Todd purchased Waverly Hills Sanatorium for $3 million. There were plans to turn it into a minimum security prison, but the town was outraged and grossly objected to it. It was then planned to be turned into an apartment. Oh, you got your hand out. What's that? Okay. Um, so just imagine if mm-hmm. it was turned into a prison. Can you imagine how I mean, worse hauntings would have gotten in it? Oh, absolutely. Like, not yeah. only was it a mental facility, mm-hmm. um, back when they used torturous methods on mental patients and who they considered mental patients. Yeah, which tuberculosis. truly patients, weren't. Um, epilepsy. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to have seizures when I was little. Yeah. If I had seizures back then, I probably would have gotten sent to right. a mental institution. And, um, any kind of genetic abnormality. Like, if you had Down syndrome. Yeah. Autism. Anything like that. Or, or if whatever. you just spoke your mind as a woman. Or, yeah, if you were, yeah. Just, if you were just outwardly, you know, outspoken. Yeah. You were considered a threat <laughs> yeah. to a degree. So, like, a mental asylum, mm-hmm. TB patients who died yeah. very regularly, mm-hmm. and then a geriatric facility, which I'm sure a lot of people died then as well. Yeah, and added to the death toll. Yeah, because sure. you were talking about older patients mm-hmm. who are either mentally handicapped or can't care for themselves, mm-hmm. and they're probably near the end of life anyway. Yeah. Which, all that can get really sad and traumatizing. Very. Especially being low staff like you were talking about. It was then planned to be turned into an apartment building, but they couldn't get enough funding for that. Hell no, I am not renting an apartment. No. No amount of money is worth that. No, 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 no. I feel like anyone who lived in Kentucky at this time would know about this property and be like, fuck no, we're not living in a place that once had a death shoot. Not going to fucking happen. I wouldn't. 
Actually, I forgot to add this into my notes, but while watching one of the documentaries, there was a woman who said that she had lived in one of the doctor's houses that they'd built just off to the side of the sanatorium, right? Mm -hmm. She said she can remember playing in the backyard, her and her siblings, and would hear them screaming from the sanatorium. Jesus. They would be screaming, help, help, help. And they would just scream back, shut up. Because they were kids, they didn't understand what was going on. Right. But like she said, as an adult, it was very eye-opening and I imagine scary. In 1996, uh, Robert, now I'm going to butcher this last name and I'm so sorry. It's Alberhaski. Alberhaski. <laughs> <laughs> he purchased Waverly Place. This guy's kind of weird. He wanted to place the world's tallest statue of Jesus on it. He was inspired by the world-famous Christ the Redeemer statue in uh, Rio de Janeiro. He wanted to make it larger than that, though. He wanted to make it 150 feet tall by 150 feet wide, and it was estimated to cost $4 million. Jeez. $4 million fucking dollars. In 1997, the project was canceled due to insufficient funds, which had been nationwide. He was trying to canvas everybody to get funding for this fucking statue. What a waste of I money. I know. I wonder what he did with the cash. Uh, took it. He, he uh, took the money and ran. <laughs> strippers. <laughs> On Jesus strippers? Yeah. Oh, that's wrong. Uh, moving along. In 2001, Tina and Charlie Mattingly purchased Waverly Hills at $320,000. So since they bought it, they have cleaned it up and they replaced some windows. They redid the first two floors and they now do guided tours and stuff. And I hear they're pretty pricey, like $1,000 or $1,500 a night, like a few hours or something like that. Oh, wow. We should get a group of people. That'd be great. You know, I'm not a huge fan of people making a profit on tours like this specific tour, but they claim that all of the proceeds that they make from the tours goes directly into the building. They've done renovations on the first two floors. Oh, wow. So you got to give them props for for doing what they say they're going to do. Yeah, stick into it. Mm -hmm. They want to make parts of it into a bed and breakfast. So they're working towards getting all of that done. And could you imagine being the contractor on something Mm. like that? I'm good. You can get tickets to take a tour on their website at therealwaverlyhills.com. At this point, I'm assuming you guys all want to know what people have seen here. Apparently, this is one of the most haunted hospitals in all of the United States. And people have seen some stuff. One of the co-owners, Tina, she has had several experiences in the hospital. And I want to tell you a few of them. So she said she was on the third floor. And she saw a person that was like in a trench coat, just a man kind of at the end by the elevator. And she had called out to the person. They didn't respond. She said he disappeared. Ooh, Creepy, Ooh. right? So she's like, okay, well, there's clearly a white dog there. I'm going to go walk closer to the dog and see, you know, maybe it just got in somehow. The dog disappeared in front of her eyes. <gasps> and then she just ran out of there. And I think she was retelling this story to somebody. And one of the groundskeepers was like, oh, yeah, we found a homeless man and the white dog at the bottom of the elevator shaft. She truly believed that she was seeing that man who had died. And uh, he was a vagrant, so he wasn't a part of the hospital per se, but he did die in the hospital after right. the fact. Oh, my But they always said too. he was a really nice guy. He was like really sweet. Like they knew him and stuff like that. And could you imagine walking up to that dog and being and just like disappearing in front of your eyes? Yeah. 
So there are a few other stories that people have um, claimed. We don't know if they're true or not. I tend to err on the side of like believing the person that sees ghosts, considering I have seen so many in my life, you know? I, I believe that. Yeah, we Whether they're made up or not, I love that shit. We don't know what's out there. So how can mm-hmm. we definitively say that there's not anything? Right. The truth is out there. So on tours, people claim to see apparitions, uh, they hear voices, and they also smell strange stuff. But also, this place is really old, so I can only imagine that it's going to probably smell, you know? Yeah. It's going to have a stank on it. One of the most popular residents at Waverly Hills is a boy named Timmy. Apparently, when Timmy was just six years old, he passed away in the hospital. Timmy is kind of a prankster. He likes to pull pranks on people. They say if you put a ball, he will physically move the ball and play with the ball. So some people speculate that it is like the shifting of the foundation just over the years, which honestly could be both, in my opinion. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's an old building, so it could be a lot of different things. The fifth floor was said to be where the mentally disturbed patients were housed. It's said to be one of the most haunted spots in all of the sanatorium. In room 502, tourists have reported seeing an apparition of a nurse in uniform, which makes sense because as legend has it, two nurses actually died in that room. And they say that one of the nurses specifically hung herself because she was having an affair with one of the doctors. He got her pregnant. They did a botched abortion on her, and then um, they found the baby in the water system. So it was a late-term abortion. So one of the patients actually found her hanging in the doorway. Oh, my... My only guess is that they did it against her will, and that she was so screwed up, and that she hung herself. Or someone hung her. We don't know. They did look up records to see if anyone had died in that style or manner, and it just said that she died of tuberculosis. It never stated that she died from suicide. They speculate that back then they didn't write suicide, that it was easier for them to write tuberculosis. Yeah. To kind of uh, save face, I guess. Suicide also has like a bad connotation, especially, I'm sure, in Mm -hmm. the South, like Mm -hmm. Kentucky is, Mm -hmm. and um, in like a deeply religious state. Right. Which I'm sure it still was at that time. Like, even in like Catholicism, Mm -hmm. um, suicide means you're going to hell. Yeah. Like, it's the same as, like, a murder. Yep, exactly. So I'm sure it was to save face, not just for the hospital, right. but also for her. For her, her family. Yep. It was yep. just easier for them to say tuberculosis. Also, if it was, if they put it under tuberculosis, that means they wouldn't have to do an autopsy on her. Yes, exactly. Jeez. Because imagine if they did an autopsy and they saw that there was a botched abortion. Yeah. If you yeah. were going to do an autopsy, it would be your ethical code to report something like that. Yeah. So I'm assuming <laughs> some dirty, dirty went on there. And that's not okay. No, it's not. So I did say they were two nurses. The second nurse apparently jumped out the window. She just lost it and jumped out the window. So they're oh. thinking it was two separate suicides. Um, and a lot of people claim that they have this really strong urge to jump out the window when they get in that area. That feeling is so strong there. Like call of the void. Where they are forced to relive the same Trauma death that. every day. Yeah, yeah, it's like their lot or whatever. The body chute is reportedly haunted as well. A whole bunch of employees that worked there said that they have seen shadows, mists, all kinds of dark stuff in the death chute. I'm not going down there. I'm not. I could actually see that place being a prison. You know what I'm saying? 
Okay, so like I said, I did all my research and then I watched Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures. And I did get a little bit more information, but it's so weird because the video uh, imaging that they got for both of them, like their ghosts that they found were literally like the same. They looked so similar. They were just black shadows that came through walls, didn't even go through door, like doorways. They just went straight through walls and then just kind of disappear halfway through. Oh my god! Yeah. And they look exactly the same. They look like people just walking. So it makes me wonder if there's just like a free for all they're just everywhere and you can see them anytime it doesn't have to be at three in the morning you know sure like watching super hour. active oh I yeah i wonder how many ghosts are in there mm-hmm. me too so then i watched a few documentaries and they they kind of back up my story here there's a few details that are slightly off in terms of numbers and stuff like that but i think i i i hope that i got it pretty close to the truth if not please let me know i i can take it like I'd rather set the history. I'd rather set it straight than yeah. give any kind of false information. It's not not who we are, you know. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think about the story? I, was, I think you did a really good job. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. And toot my own horn. I would what like to go visit it sometime. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, you got uh, fifteen hundred bucks to just um, pop out there. Not right now. But not right now. Not right now. Okay. Okay. Just go there and mispronounce Louisville and then get attacked by a thousand guests. Okay. Yeah. Sounds Let's great. Do it. <laughs> um, we can kind of do the BuzzFeed Supernatural series. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? What Shane and Ryan do? Oh, yeah, Like yeah, one yeah, of us yeah, can yeah. kind of taunt them and the other one can... I'm not doing that. I'll taunt Look, them. Look, if I haven't said it before, I'll say it again. I don't fuck with ghosts. The <laughs> only time I'll ever do like any kind of seance or any kind of like spirit work is if I'm trying to like um, create uh like an easy flow i want i want to set my intention you don't want to mess anything up yes yeah never disturb the flow i think it's rude as fuck oh ouija boards need to be destroyed that's not okay it's not just unhealthy it's i think anything that you use to contact right um spiritual entities yeah and i'm not gonna lie and say i've never done that without being safe yeah yeah, I have definitely done stuff like that. When I was a kid, I played with a Ouija board, and I thought it was stupid. As an adult, hell no. I don't think it should be a board game for kids at all. The music in this podcast is by the band, The Daddios. This is Kelly. And I'm Arlo. And you're listening to Crazy Hexy Ghoul. We'll see you next time. Is this it? Is this the end? Bye. Mm-hmm.